Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm On Communications. Experience the I'm On difference. I'm Brian Marshall. I'll be joined by Tori Taylor, number nine, your punter for the Iowa football team, next. Reliable internet service at the speed you need? Sounds great. Now add 24-7 customer service and no data caps? Is this heaven? No, it's Imon. Internet packages as low as $47 per month with speeds up to 1 gig. So you can stream, game, work from home, or have a full house doing all of the above. With Imon, your internet is fast, reliable, and backed by the best customer care. That's the Imon difference. Visit go.imon.net slash radio and switch to Imon today. New residential customers only, not available in all areas. Other conditions apply. We're back on the Jock to Jock podcast on season two with my featured guest, number nine, your punter for the Iowa football team, Tori Taylor. Hello, and it's good to see you again. Brian, always a pleasure. Thank you again. Uh, yeah, look forward to discussing the weekend and things moving forward. And yeah, really looking forward to it. So thanks again. So the weekend, as uh, we're f- referring to the Nevada game, starts off great, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, weather-wise, probably not. It was kind of it really just rained, what was it, probably 4.30-ish, 5 o'clock up until kickoff, and then half time it did, didn't stop, came back out, it was still raining, and thought, well, it was kind of just a light sprinkle. But then, yeah, all the delays started to come, and yeah. But start, to answer your question, sorry, yeah, started off great. Couldn't have gone any better. So you got your family in the stands for what is yep. the second game at this point. And I saw that your family was interviewed by KCRG TV nine. And I loved seeing your, your father talk about coming over to, to see you play live. And that's something that they normally watch you what at three o'clock Australian time. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Your little yeah. brother decides to, uh, to get a little cocky on the, uh, the newscast. Took, yeah. It took a few shots at me, but I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> so they say, he says that he's the best punter in the family. What do you have to say to that? He can come back to me in about 15 years' time and, and we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, no, he, like, I think, like I said in the interview, he's a, he's a, he is a very good little player. So, um, yeah, I'll make sure he, he doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he, he's going to be pretty good whether he goes down the same track as me. Um, who knows? Yeah, we'll wait and see. What age did they start um, allowing you to play Australian rules football? Oh, 60, around the six or seven mark, age mark. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Everyone, everyone kind of starts young and then they don't really start um, proper like simulated games until uh, eight or nine. But I think my brother started playing when he was seven or eight, actually. So he started at a young age, which has kind of helped him. And your twin brother, did he also play Australian rules football too? Yeah, we, we played football from about seven till we were about 15 and then we we both stopped and i went back when i was about 18 or 19 and yeah he stopped he hasn't played since 14 or 15. so when your little brother starts mouthing off like that i mean an older brother's job is supposed to you know set him straight right isn't it isn't that how it goes yeah i will yeah i will i'm just uh sometimes you got to give them a little bit of their own limelight and things like that but yeah i'll put him in his place don't worry okay 
I got it. <laughs> so going back to the Nevada game, the the weather starts coming in. They were talking about it on the on the broadcast, and that if lightning struck within eight miles of Kinnick Stadium, that they had to halt the game, and then for every lightning strike, they had to reset the clock. What does that yeah. do to the team? The not only the the mentality of of look, we're playing a game now, but not knowing when you get to go back out there. How much does that affect the team? It probably affected guys. Um, some guys more than other guys. Um, but I think we're a very young team, but we're a very mature team as well. And I think that really helped a lot. But it really was just the frustrating thing was you never know. So you never knew when you were going to go back out of there. And that was probably the hardest thing to deal with. And when the first happened, it's like, all right, we'll go back in half an hour, 45 minutes. And then it was probably about 20, 25-ish minutes um, in everyone looks up at the clock and the 30 minutes starts again. And then that's when it kind of everyone's like, like, oh, you're kidding. And then I think we may have gone back out there mm-hmm. only for like a couple of players, maybe like five minutes or something, come back in and then the clock started again and was like, all right, well, we're waiting around. And then um, someone came in. I think it may have been coach friends. was like, all right, yeah, you got a minimum 75 minutes. And everyone's like, 75 minutes? Like, you're joking, aren't you? Yeah, man. <laughs> we went out there. We went out for one play, came back in. I remember sitting there. I'm like, I don't know if I can wait another 75 minutes. It's going to be nearly 1 a.m. before we start again. And then Coach Friends kind of said, this one's going to be quick. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see about that. But no one really no one really knew. And, yeah, Coach Friends was really just the messenger. Yeah, we went back out there and played the last quarter and a half and, yeah, got the win. And it was kind of just like, all right, well, I'm glad that's over. Let's, let's move on to the next week. Yeah, how hard is it to come back off of that versus a, a traditional game where you're playing it in a normal time frame where you have to stop and start not only once but twice and then you get done at, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning local time? I mean, how much does that affect you the next day and for practices? Yeah, yeah I, I think it, it really did um, have a bit of an effect the next day. You could tell everyone was a little bit exhausted, but they kind of um, toned things back, um, kind of got everyone in the in and out of the building pretty quickly. and. At the end of the day, like you just got to move on. There's there's nothing you can do about it, and yeah, it sounds sounds pretty simple and cliche, but that's really just the truth. You really just got to wipe it and, and move on. In fact, it, it's funny because I was sitting in the locker room and it was I was probably twelve thirty ish or so when we kind of started again, and I just felt sorry, so sorry for the Nevada team because what were they down? Two or three touchdowns down. Yep. Um, like they probably weren't going to win the game. Yeah, and they are sitting going. I was thinking, oh, these guys are going to be getting getting back to Nevada when the sun's coming up. So I'm sure that yeah, they had a bit of a a longer night and, and longer day on Sunday than us. But um, yeah, all respect to them for um, playing out the rest of the game. Last year we played at Maryland. The game finished past midnight. Mm-hmm. It literally because it was an eight o'clock start, and the game just went forever. Um, it just, yeah, it was a four hour game. And I remember getting on the bus at or around one AM ish. I was like, God, like we're gonna get I'm gonna get walk into my room when the sun's coming up. Am I even gonna be able to sleep? And that was the case. I think I ended up falling asleep around five thirty ish AM. So yeah, but it's again it's all part of playing college football and it's really not that bad. Everyone's doing it together and we all chose to do it. So you just gotta suck it up and kinda like I just said it that's all part of it. I know you said on the first episode that you weren't a fan of ACDC, but in my head it just kept ringing. You know, Tori should should be enjoy enjoying the thunderstruck from ACDC. You know, <laughs> with that all going on, yeah. and I was like, nah, yeah. he probably doesn't know that song. Nah, nah, I do. Great, 
Great track. <laughs> so the trip yeah. is coming up. You've got to go to Rutgers. Now, have you been to yeah. Rutgers before? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I've only the furthest I've been is um, Maryland last year. Getting onto rival turf, getting onto a place you haven't been to before. What is your game plan? What do you think about how do you get out there? Or is it just another field? Just another field. It's a hundred yeah, or it's 120 yards long. Um, and however many yards wide, they're all the same for me. And I, I really, I think that's one thing that I've never really, for me, um, it might be a little bit harder for the offense and things like that when we travel trying to hear things. But for me, it doesn't really change, you know. Um, I don't really care whether we're playing at Kinnick or we're playing at Rutgers or we're playing at North Liberty High School. It's all 100 yards long. Yeah, I think the hardest thing is always just trying to figure out the win. Um, I love playing at away games. Because there's nothing, there's nothing better. And I think I may, I don't know whether I've said this on the podcast before. My favorite day since I've been here was playing at Iowa State. And some people were like, what, better than Penn State? I'm like, yeah. Because there's nothing better than traveling on a away game when it's just you guys and kicking someone's ass. And that, that, that was probably the most enjoyable day of, one of the most enjoyable days I've had in my life was um, playing at Iowa State. Because, I mean, what, they were expected to win. There was like all this Heisman bullshit going on. And yeah. Um, yeah, we went in there and yeah, kicked their butt. So I love playing away games. Absolutely love it. Um, not necessarily the travel part, but there's nothing better than um, putting on the white jersey and going out there and doing your thing. Do you have a preference as to wearing the black or the white jersey? I don't really care. I don't care if we're wearing a pink jersey or a green jersey. <laughs> yeah. It would look a little bit different uh, there at Kinnick if you're wearing a pink or a green jersey. but Yes, yeah, probably, but no, I couldn't really care less about that. The thing is, is with the travel, uh, and I asked Jordan Bohannon this on season one of the Jock to Jock podcast, do you pick your spot on the team bus or the team plane? You know, how do you decide where you sit in those, you know, in, in, in the, oh, the hierarchy of my, things? I've got my spot on the bus that, okay. I, that, I, have to, that I have to kind of sit. I've just seen the same spot every time, and no one's. And I'm, I make sure no one sits next to me because I'm a taller guy, so I like to spread out. Um, but on the, in terms of the plane, no, I don't, I don't get a choice. But they usually um, look after me because I've been a taller guy. I usually get an extra row aisle spot. So yeah, that's nice. But no, to answer your question, no, I don't get a choice. I'm sure Jordan might on the on the basketball team because there's really not as many of them traveling. Yeah. Um, but there's probably a couple hundred people traveling um, for us. Jordan was saying on on his bus, and I don't know, obviously a lot more people, he said that like in the back of the bus where he was at, there was you know some games going on, some card games and stuff like that. Is there something like that going on with you or because you like to kind of spread out or are you kind of holding off on your own? Yeah, I, I don't know about any card games on the bus. Um, everyone's just kind of watching the stuff on their phone. I like to um read read books like i'm into reading so i kind of like doing that yeah i'll read a book or, or watch a, an episode of something on my phone but um time goes by pretty quickly some guys will nap honestly um yeah but no nah, not i haven't really seen many card games going on on the bus anything that you can offer if somebody's wanting to read the same thing you're reading um i'm actually i'm reading uh the psychology of money at the moment, which is good, but I'm a big um, stoicism um, person, like Ryan Ryan Holiday books. I don't know whether you know the author Ryan Holiday, but he's into the whole stoicism thing, and um, yeah, he's actually got a new book um, coming out uh, next week, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. 
Yeah, he's got a lot of books, actually. Um, uh, one of my favourite books is probably uh, Obstacle is the Way um, by Ryan Holiday. Yeah, just um, talks about overcoming obstacles and really there's there's no shortcuts or anything like that. And the only way through um, through an obstacle is just running straight through it, really. How did you happen upon Ryan Holiday? Um, so I'd always kind of had a little bit of interest in um, how the Stoics went about their lives and, and things like that. And he's one of the more popular authors in terms of writing about that sort of philosophy. And one of my good friends, the punter at the um, UNLV, um, he kind of got me in, um, onto all of that. And I think a couple of the strength coaches um, have read it before, so I kind of um, talked to them about that too. But yeah, really, really enjoy reading. I think it's really good for you. Do you think that that's helped to shape some of your kind of your philosophies about life and, and what you're doing with your career here in the, in the States? Yes. I think it's more so because um, the whole idea of stoicism and things like that is it's not necessarily how you think. Well, it is, but it's more so how you react to certain situations. Um, if, if, if that kind of makes sense. So there's a little bit of relevance um, to that in life uh, and, and football as well. So that's really helped me a lot um, with football as well. And, um, it's funny cause I talked to, um, former punter Jason Baker as well. Um, he's always kind of said, well, punting is, and, and there's the, the football, the game of football itself, it goes for three hours and it's all about how can, how can you control your thoughts for a specific period of time? And, um, that's really probably the definition of mental toughness. You know, everyone thinks like mental toughness is all this bunch of bullshit that just like, oh. Yeah, how many, like, oh, I can squat 600 pounds, blah, 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 but no one, no one can really do that. Um, yeah, so f- for me, it's been really beneficial. And I, I just enjoy reading. It's a good escape um, from things. And, yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. It's probably one thing that people probably don't really know about me. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really enjoy that. And probably one of my best friends, um, Charlton, who's the punter at UNLV, he kind of got me onto that. So, yeah, really enjoy that. And Did he go through the same program you did? with chat yes he did yeah 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 he did same year or or is it is he a little yes off? yeah so um yeah one, like i said one of my best friends we went through pro kick um for about a year yeah. and then we both moved we were on the same plane from melbourne to sydney and then we quarantined in sydney for two weeks and we had rooms um right next to one another so we, we could talk to one another on the balcony for two weeks and then um yeah got an airbnb for sydney for a few days and we got out yeah one of my best friends one person if i'm ever struggling with stuff uh, he's usually the one person i go to outside members of my family and you got to a location where you know you're in the middle of the midwest he doesn't have to go too far and suddenly there's the uh the vegas strip so he's got a little more uh some temptation on his side yeah, he, he says the novelty um, wore off pretty quickly, so I don't think he ventures down there too much. Um, but he's a big UFC um, fan, so and that stuff's usually going on um, over there. So, yeah, he's going and watching that a fair bit, I think. Is there an equivalent to Vegas in Australia? No. Okay. No, not, not at all. No, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I think Vegas is one of the most interesting places I've ever been. And um, to tell you the truth, no offense to anyone that, likes Vegas or is from Vegas. I don't, I think it's one of the most overrated places I've ever been. I just don't see what's so exciting about it. Um, I mean, you can go gamble at Riverside 20 yeah. minutes from Iowa city. So um, yeah, just 
they I would never go to Vegas um for the reasons that most people go. I would really just go there to visit my mate um Chaz. But yeah, Vegas a little bit overrated, I think, and there's certainly some interesting characters walking around that joint. <laughs> you're not messing around on that. I mean, you didn't want to get your picture taken with a, a knockoff Elvis or a... No, I'll, uh, I'll, pa- I'll respectfully pass on that. Thank you. Respectfully pass. I love it. Yeah. All right. Marshall Exchange Program. I highlighted this last week and I thought it would be a topic because you've told me that you love Australian chocolate. You've told me that you oh. love Australian licorice. You yeah. also told me last week that you love... Australian coffee. And I did some research this week and coffee is big business. And I've been told, or at least I read in in my research that Melbourne is tops for coffee in Australia. Is that right? Well, you're wrong actually, because it's probably the best in the world. If I, if I was to say that, yeah. Um, I fully understand. (laughs) But, uh, I'm, I mean, I might be a little biased, but having been to a few countries and experienced um, different places and different coffees, it's really just hard to beat Melbourne. And people think I'm always bragging about Australia, but really I'm like, no, there's really just two things that are better, coffee and food. Like, there's really not much else to it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, coffee, yeah, I just love it. I, I miss it. As I, I, It's funny, though, as I sit here drinking a Starbucks coffee, but, yeah, you know, whatever. That's one of the things I read is Starbucks is not very prevalent in Australia, correct? No, I, I don't even think I've ever been to Starbucks for a coffee in Australia ever. Like I promise you, no word of a lie. There's 20,000 cafes that I read that are in Australia. Uh, yeah, that'd be about right. And these are just some that I read. So I, I'm going to need your help on this. There's okay. flat white, yep. long black, yep. and short black. Um, yeah. Can you explain what a flat white is to the audience? So a flat white, I think is, I've never had one actually, okay. but a flat white is um, black coffee with a dash of milk, I think. Yep. Um, and then long black is um, uh, just straight black coffee and same with short, um, short black. Short black is like a little less than long if that makes sense sure so long black is just a lot of a lot of black coffee and then short black is a small amount of coffee i think i'm usually honestly i'm a simple guy i'm just a latte with um half a sugar thank you and that's it huh yeah that's it i've never really ventured outside that i might go a cappuccino every now and then um but i'm not i'm not yeah i'm a, I'm a pretty simple man so of these twenty thousand cafes there were as I'm doing my research, there were like 17 listed from Australia. And it, as you mentioned, Melbourne being the coffee capital of the world, <laughs> I got that in there. Yeah, there were like yeah. five or six of them that were listed. Uh, one in Collingwood, Victoria called Proud, uh, Proud Mary. And then three in Melbourne that were listed. There's a Market Lane coffee in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been, but I've I've definitely heard about it. I haven't been, but I have heard about it. Okay. Definitely. Patricia Coffee Brewers is another one mentioned in Melbourne. No, I don't, don't know. And then this one, I think this one is kind of more of an intricate, kind of a hipster type of vibe, Sensory Lab in Melbourne. No, don't know. Okay. I, I, Melbourne's about 45 minutes an hour from me, so I don't venture up that way much. Okay. Um, unless I'm kind of going to an Australian football game or there's a reason for me to be up that way. 
Um, but really, you can go to a cafe. Like, there's 20 cafes within a five-minute drive of my house. So, so I wanted to go. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I'm telling you, it is absolutely crazy. Yeah, coffee is probably the driving force of the economy back home, <laughs> which I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but, yeah, it's, it seems to be working a little bit, I think. You know what? Within a 10-minute drive, there's probably 50 places, 50 or 60 places you could go for coffee. Do you have a favorite? Well, cafe or coffee in general? Either. Please. This is your show. Tell me either. So if I, if I wanted to go and get a coffee, if I was sitting at my house right now in Melbourne back home, I would drive about, it's about a five-minute drive. And I feel like people are going to, I feel like I'm almost contradicting myself because I tell people they're idiots for drinking, uh, not for eating gas station pizza, but I actually go to a 7-Eleven gas station and get a coffee there. Does it I take, kid you not. Does it no take word of any different than it would here in the States? I obviously it has to. I've never had a 7-Eleven coffee here, but it is so good. And that's, they're really, really popular, honestly, because it's $2 mm. and you probably get like a grande sized coffee. Um, for two bucks and it's unbelievable and my parents are like they're they're not coffee snobs or anything like that but they enjoy a coffee like they'll grab a coffee a day from um, one or two spots they like but yeah i don't refuse to go to cafes because if i wanted to go to a cafe i'm probably paying like five bucks for a coffee oh wow um but i actually go to 7-eleven because i like it more like i honestly like 7-eleven coffee more than a normal cafe um, and my parents will be like, why are you going there? Like, I know it's cheap. I'm like, no, nah, I know it's cheap, but I actually like it better. And it just happens to be cheap. That's funny because you and I have something in common because I love gas station cappuccino. I know yeah, it's, right, okay. it's just powder. It's probably straight up sugar, even if you get the sugar-free kind. But I just like yeah. the taste of it better. A true cappuccino tastes like frothy water to me. And I know that that's dumb, but... You know, a coffee snob will go, gas station coffee, what are you doing? Well, yeah. we have a kinship in the fact that we both like a gas station coffee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, um, well, when you, Brian, when you venture out to Australia one day, I'll, I'm going I'll to, take yes. you, yeah, I'll take you to a 7 Eleven um, gas station and we'll grab a coffee. And it's funny because every day I drive to um, Prokey to see my coaches, I'd stop on the way, grab a 7 Eleven coffee. Um, drive my way up to training. By the time I got there, it was finished. And on my way home, I was like, you know what? I might grab another one. It'll get me through the rest of the day. <laughs> What's and, a- and I spent $4 on, on two coffees rather than $5 on one. So at the end of the day, who's winning? It sounds like you are. Hunting is winning. That's what the t-shirt says. Exactly. Um, exactly. What pairs well with a 7-Eleven gas station coffee in Australia? What, what goes with it? Breakfast or otherwise? Banana bread. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll get a banana bread. Yeah. This is great. I love it. Yeah. I'll probably spend more money on on gas driving there than than the coffee itself, but, you know, it's worth it. Guys, this Marshall Exchange program, the reason that I chose to do this is to really, truly learn when we go to Australia and we visit, we need to know what we're doing. We started with, don't be afraid of snakes and spiders. We've talked about going to the pub and, and, and what to have a VB. And now, legitimately, from Tory himself, he said, 7-Eleven, gas station coffee in Australia. Awesome. 
I feel like you and I, we can maybe make a little money because I feel like this is becoming quite the educational program or station. So, you know, maybe we need to start charging listeners a little bit more because um, we're certainly giving out some some great advice. And, you know, F going to school, just jump on the Jock to Jock podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, instead yeah. of calling it the Marshall Exchange Program, I can change the name now to Tori's Travel Tips. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Anything else you want to add before the Rutgers game as we wrap up the Jock to Jock podcast today, Tori? Not not really football related, but just, yeah, big thanks to all the fans out there that have really made my family feel welcome since they got here. It means a lot to me. It uh, means a lot to them. And, yeah, I feel like I said this last week, but they're not here for long, so uh, it'll be sad when they go. And, um, but, yeah, really appreciate everyone's support um, since they got here. The only other thing I thought about with your family in is that both games that they've been to, they've caused the rain to come. I know, I know. <laughs> That's one thing that um, if this weatherman gets it wrong again and yeah. it's raining against Michigan, yeah, he'll, he'll, have, uh, he'll have me to deal with. You should, you should probably from. not go over there and kick him in the ass because that would be a bad thing. You'd probably yeah. come down inside the 20. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm really hoping that it is a nice day next week because it's the last game they'll uh, probably see me play at Iowa. So, yeah, hopefully it's nice. Tori, I appreciate the time that you give to us for the uh, Jock to Jock podcast, man. Always a pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference. Reliable internet service at the speed you need? Sounds great. Now add 24-7 customer service and no data caps? Is this heaven? No, it's iMon. Internet packages as low as $47 per month with speeds up to 1 gig. So you can stream, game, work from home, or have a full house doing all of the above. With iMon, your internet is fast, reliable, and backed by the best customer care. That's the iMon difference. Visit go.imon.net slash radio and switch to iMon today. New residential customers only, not available in all areas. Other conditions apply. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Oh, I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why didn't you say so?